0: Cyril, what a beauty!
1: G'day community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds podcast. My name is Damo, no lek dog this week. So the late change has come in. Baron, how are you? Welcome back.
2: Thank you for having me. The emergency sub has been activated and I am uh, on the ground this week.
1: And as always, the beautiful man with the luscious locks of hair, Patch. How are you, mate?
0: Damo, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about football. I, I, we're not, we're not, it's not a thing. It's just not, not.
1: Oh, it was bad. It's okay, Patch. We're going to talk about imaginary football this
0: week. That's, uh, that's a, not much better, but it is a little bit better. And it's, uh, it's commiserations all round because we all had crap games of football.
1: Patch, just while I've got you, let's talk about um, today's sponsor, manscaped again yes
0: uh things that aren't crap uh far far from it support for jock reynolds is brought to you by manscaped with the best in the business in men's below the waist grooming manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels and they recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle the performance package join over four men uh, four million men, not four men, four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. 20% off, that's a lot. Like, I'm not good at numbers, but 20% is a lot. And free worldwide shipping with the code JOCK, J-O-C-K. And goodness me, there are some goodies in that box. demo um, during the week, I, uh, I had a very annoying, just the hair, just annoying the crap out of me on, just up the nostril just up the knot, just couldn't get the, couldn't get the finger up there properly to, to twirl it around and get it out. And I'm like, wait, hang on a second. I've got this thing, this, this snazzy little thing, um, that'll just get rid of it. That'll just get rid of it. And the, uh, the weed whacker is very, very good for those of us that have, uh, plenty of follicles in those hard to get places. Um, just a quick little, quick little buzz and, uh, it's gone. It's out of there. Just, just gone. Wonderful stuff. Um so that is uh that's the recommend it to everyone involved and it's not the only thing you get the uh the lawnmower four point um which Leck has spoken about extensively um you get deodorant for your balls, you get some boxes you get a t shirt very very good stuff in that box and you can get it for twenty percent off and with free shipping with code jock j o c k at manscaped.com, unlock your confidence and use the right tools for the job with manscaped thank
1: you to manscaped for sponsoring us that that was a great read there patch thank you very much
0: you are welcome speaking of tools for the job we're all tools and we've got a job to do (laughs) fixing supercoach sides oh boy is there some fixing that needs to be done after this week wow there
1: there is quite a lot of fixing but before before we get to that we have to go for our good and our bad oh we do so baron sorry again one bad thing that happened with your supercoach team this week?
2: Uh, my bad thing was captaining uh, Clayton Oliver this week. Um, I thought he was going to just smash him, and he didn't really smash him. Didn't smash him at all. I
1: watched most of that game, and it seemed like most of the Melbourne players were just walking in the park during yeah. most of that game. So.
2: That's I thought even by accident he would score well, just like the ball would magically fall in his land hands, and he'd just be like, "Oh, this is how it's going to be. Okay, here we go." But it, uh, yeah, it didn't yeah, seem to happen. it kind of
1: felt like every Melbourne player had managed minutes in that game. Almost, yeah. it was like that's just sort of the, how the game sort of felt, especially after half time. Um, my bad thing was that I fielded Morris Rioli for his wonderful seven after telling myself that I wouldn't trade him in because I was scared that he would do exactly as Malcolm Roses did and have a poor score. And of course I don't listen to myself because who listens to good advice?
0: No, do as we say, not as we do here on the Drock Reynolds podcast. Um, yeah, that's, that's not great. Pat, what was though. your bad thing? Um, yes. Just
1: yes? Yes. Just just
0: all of it. Yes. All of it. Thing. All the of the it. cube letting me down with a 37 and a 43 from Cornelio and Whitfield. Max Gorn, captain, should have scored hundred 150. He scored 150 when you added the times, two on it. Um, Nick Martin didn't score well, shockingly. A Bombers player scoring badly. Dangerfield hasn't quite... Hasn't quite done what I wanted him to since I brought him in two weeks ago. Jack Carroll, not good. Is it, can I just go with yes? Because I'll I'll be here mm. for. Let's just go with yes. We'll go with yes. It was not all right. Good.
1: Patch, think about
0: this one really hard now. Mm-hmm. What was your good thing? Turning the Essendon game off at halftime.
2: is uh, similar for the Adelaide game. Um. No, because I was watching the Essendon game, and I don't even go for Essendon, and I wanted to turn it off. It was that bad. Like, sorry to say that, but... <laughs> oh,
0: no, it was. that was the kindest thing you could possibly say about that game of football. Oh, boy. Oh, um, boy. Aaron,
2: what, what
1: was your good thing?
2: Um, I had two good things. One, I didn't start Maurice Rioli. I had him on my bench. And the second one, which will probably be a bad thing This week, I didn't trade Zach Butters and he scored 104.
1: That was my bad thing, trading Zach Butters. I should have said that as well. My good thing
0: is Callum
1: Mills. Very
2: good thing.
0: I mean, as good things go, that's uh, that's up there. I should have
1: captained him. I wanted to captain him all week. I even asked Azza for the stats about how Callum Mills goes against Essendon and... There was no data because Callum Mills had a role change a few years ago, so there's nothing to. So there was nothing to, to back it up. It, but I couldn't back my heart. I couldn't back back my heart in. I, I couldn't back my gut for some reason. I should just do that from next next time.
0: Oh well. Oh well. Condolences to you, Damo. As some
1: a- rookies. Some rookies on the bubble this week. Greg Clark at the Eagles. He's the top priority this week, isn't he, guys?
2: He would be the only priority, I think, this week out of those guys on the bubble.
1: So yeah, there's Greg Clark, there's Buku Kamas there is Rory Thompson. Those are the those are the only names that stand out to me. Um, Jake Saligo, had he has played his third game, but he is still fairly cheap at one hundred and twenty nine thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, Scored. Luke Stanatika Stenat- is. Uh... Is still on the bubble. Technically, uh, we don't know if he gets back, and uh, if he does, what that does uh, points wise. Either, uh, but that's about it. Um, interesting. Do you? So, Rory Thompson has very, very good job security. Um, very, very low points potential, having scored what a forty-five and a fifty-one. If if I'm reading that right, or is it, that? It sounds right, but uh, he's got good job
1: security and job security probably is like scoring potential and job security kind of go hand in hand a little bit because if it's got because if you you don't want a rookie that's going to come out and score a 98 and then get dropped you'd prefer a rookie that comes out and scores 60s for six weeks
0: yeah exactly exactly so i think that the choice in the back line if, if people are looking at two rookies this week, if that's because you're trade boosting or double downgrading. One of them, Greg Clark, obviously. And finally, we've got some backline rookies in Thompson and Karmis. But I think it's uh, interesting noting that Karmis, in a couple of weeks, will get forward eligibility as well. Um, So if that's the sort of thing you want to swing around with a Paddy McCartan or a Sam DeConning or, heaven forbid, a Daniel Rioli, um, I think that's interesting to note as well, that he'll have that little bit more flexibility But does he play, Baron? How have have, um, Jamara, Horn, Franklin, and and the other key forwards gone in the VFL the last couple of weeks?
2: Yeah. um, Jamara's been his usual self, which is he's never massively outstanding. But, I mean, he's young. So, like uh, Logan McDonald or Riley Tilthorpe, you kind of expect it. And he'll still get games because of it. Um, It's always hard to tell with Bevo because of the salad tossing he likes to do win um friends with salad you don't win frenchd sal- yeah sorry sorry as you were but I think at this point in the year if you're doing you're doing your downgrades so you're looking to make cash so you may say I'm not so worried about this guy making immediate money I'm just I want a guy who I know will play and if I have a laid out if I have an injury I know I've got 40, 50 points here, which means you might, yeah, go for Thompson more than uh, Buku just because he has better job security. Damo, what do you reckon?
1: Watching the game on Friday night, I was actually thinking that Buku Kamas was playing more of the Mitch Wallace role rather than the second foil up forward. I don't know who exactly was playing that second forward role, probably a mix of Bontempelli and, and Josh Dunkley. But I feel like Buku Kamas with his athleticism and the way that his closing speed can close very quickly. um, He can close the spaces very quickly with his closing speed. Um, He seems like he's going to be in the team as long as Mitch Wallace is out at the very least. And I believe Mitch Wallace has a foot injury of some sort, which can either be one week or 10 weeks.
0: Yeah, and I think that's better like it's a a more flexible role where you could have, you know, several of those players like Mitch Hannon's played that role a bit this year as well. Um, I think that almost gives him better job security than if he's playing in that second tall, that Josh Brucey, Jamara Yugelhagen, uh, kind of role. So I, I don't mind Buku, especially looking at that Rory Thompson's cash generation is, uh, is going to be slow to say the least. He's, uh, had a 51 and a 38, uh, not, not a fifty-one and a forty odd. Uh, 40 was his average. So he's had 51, 38. Don't see that improving at all, despite the mean value of of uh, of hello, Mr. Thompson, every week when you are, you have him on the bench.
1: And then there's rookies that and and there's rookies that can go. So we've got to find people to trade out to bring these new rookies in. Are we looking to trade someone like a Nick Dacos or Nick Martin at this point,
0: or or do we move on
1: someone more like a Josh Ward?
0: Um, well, I think the um, I think if they're still got decent break evens, um, you'd be looking to keep them, and also the the players are to score more points as well. I'd I'd be more inclined to keep your Martins and your Dacoses, and try and flick your Wards and McDonalds and uh, and the guys you've got on the bench. Um, but whether or not that you know, as we've spoken about the last couple of weeks, if that stalls who you can bring in, then obviously you want to be trying to bring in the best players possible. And we're now at the stage where, you know, a lot of people trading out Nick Martin for, say, a Josh Dunkley um, or, or like a top tier forward where, you know, there's no longer a rookie on the field. And in that case, getting rid of Martin, I don't think is a terrible idea um, because he won't be on the bench. Like ideally you don't play who's on the bench, whether that's, you know, Morris Rioli or Sam Deconning or whoever it is sitting on that forward bench. You don't try and bring them on at all, really. So I think once you're getting down to that last spot, I I don't mind moving on a Dacos or a Martin, but obviously they're, they're the last ones to go and there's a lot of merit, in you know, in keeping them for the year, if you can.
1: DPPs will be added in a couple of weeks. And tomorrow, I believe the Herald Sun will be releasing an article showing what the current landscape is with about two weeks to go. So obviously there's a bit of change that can happen between now and then, but holding Nick Martin might not be the worst thing because outside of the top five forwards, Martin act- Martin's scoring hasn't been that bad compared to the rest of them.
2: Yeah. I think if you're going to keep any of them, he would be one to do. Like I'm not too worried. I think he scored 59 or something on this, against the Swans, but that was probably a good score considering the way the game went for them. Um, so. What game?
0: There was no game. There ain't no game, and there never was.
2: The way that imaginary uh, fever dream went. Um, Thank you. So, Martin and Dacos would be two, I would definitely say you can keep for another week or two, maybe even to their buyers, and they should relatively hold their value, they might lose a little bit, but I mean if it keeps you uh keeps your trades up and they lose twenty twenty thousand, I don't think that's a that's a huge loss. Um but yeah your ward I would trade out if you still have Joshua Shell for some reason, you definitely have to trade him out. Um even DeConning and McMartin, I wouldn't consider trading them either. Um not yet anyway. So I think there are you, there are reasons why you can trade them out this week, for sure. If Definitely if you're getting uh, premium players for them. But I don't think it's you must trade them this week. I think they can last another three weeks at least. And it was mentioned on the
1: cheat sheet as well. Nathan O'Driscoll is going to be out for at least six weeks with a hotspot in his foot. So he's someone who you can definitely give the flick to and uh, to... Assist in your upgrades as well, so that's another three hundred thousand dollars to put towards your trade there. Patch, demo, the cube. Is the it cube. still alive, or is Leon,
0: or does Leon leave with the cube? Oh gosh! If I could have the answer to that question, I would be much much happier. Um, rest in peace to Cameron's cube. We hardly knew ye. Uh, the great cube of old has moved on after oh look he wasn't in, he wasn't enjoying coaching the Giants was he he was not having a fun time
1: he couldn't commit to um, he couldn't commit to them in a, in a live TV interview so I think that was the point in time when the Giants knew that they had to start the put putting the ball in motion to either reinvigorate him or to look elsewhere
0: look I don't know how much invigoration that that man could re... um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm intrigued as to what happens. Um, You know, I can... I mean, it can only be good news for Whitfield and and Cornelio um, because they can hardly be doing too much worse than what they did on the weekend, as I mentioned before, spitting out that 37 for Cogs and at that 43 for Whitfield. Um, I'm not sure if they... I'd I'd assume that Mark McVeigh would would play them in their better positions, uh, Whitfield being across half-back, not on half-forward, and Cornelio rolling through that midfield a little bit more. Um so if you still got Whitfield, I'm I'm slightly less worried, but um yeah Canelio is not looking great at the moment if he plays that deep forward role and the Giants continue to suck.
1: So Canelio, Taranto, Whitfield, Josh Kelly to a degree, if you've got these players, should you hold on to them for a couple of weeks to see if they could turn their form around
0: and play in their positions as designed? No, absolutely. I think this makes a lot of them more attractive options, and I'm considering bringing in Josh Kelly this very week um, and jumping the gun. Um, Baron, have you got thoughts on on the Cube?
2: Yeah, Josh Kelly, definitely. I think his three-round average is the third best out of the midfielders. So he's... 131. Yeah, definitely one to consider. And if you've kept Whipfield this long, I don't think an extra week just to see is probably going to be the worst result because the worst result is you just keep getting what you were getting. So um, I would guess maybe that McVay is just going to simplify things and let players, like you said, there's no point playing Whitfield across half forward. So, yeah, let him play half back, see what he does. Uh, he's not going to do any worse. So one week, I would say. I would hold everyone from GWS for a week just to see. Um, And then you can evaluate from there, except maybe Josh Kelly. If you're going to trade him in, probably is now the time to do it because if he has another big game, his price will go up. He's only 580 at the moment, which is a very good price to be grabbing him at. And And, uh, if if they all go gangbusters, I'm
0: calling it the McVay McSlay because they're all starting to slay.
1: Josh Kelly is also a good replacement for, yeah, I'm just leaving that one alone. Josh Kelly is also a good replacement for Jack Steele, who will be out for the next two to three months after a shoulder reconstruction. He did he did something very bad to his AC joint. I'm not sure exactly what you do to an AC joint to make it not do the thing, but his yeah, the reverse AC...
0: cycle is not working
2: properly on it anymore, so yeah. they're going to have to. Yeah. It yeah. only goes forwards. If it doesn't go backwards, you can't play football. It's just one yeah, of those well,
0: things. The air doesn't cool down his yeah. his engine as he goes through. That's why they, that's it's the air conditioning joint you see. It's it's no not cooling him down as a you know, as he runs through the midfield. And then so. you have to
2: wear big shorts to get the, the, the breeze and you'll trip over. So oh,
0: exactly. It's it's a it's a mess. So he's yeah. gonna take three months off. It's uh we're doctors, trust us. Yeah. So
1: he's five hundred and ninety thousand dollars, so you'll save ten thousand dollars by going from steel up uh, down, down. I guess, to Josh Kelly. So there's an option there. Christian Petrarca is also very cheap as well. Um, he's...
0: Petrarca plays North this weekend as well and could score 180.
1: And you save a bit of money going to Petrarca as well, $578,000, almost $579,000.
0: Demo, talk to yes. me about Andy Brayshaw, averaging 116 for the year, 101 over his last three down at 550Ks. He'd make a little bit of cash trading to him. Has the icicle symbol next to him um, on Supercoach Gold or Supercoach Plus or whatever it is they're calling it these days. Should we be looking to bring him in? Is this the time to jump on?
1: His three round average is brought down by the 77 that he scored in Geelong. He did give away five free kicks in that game though. So it should have been 107 107 plus because obviously scaling would have come into the, his score as well so he's probably just about bottomed out for where he's likely to end up the dockers have more home games than away games to finish the season from here and he does score well at home so he's 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 another option he's another option for as a for a um, Jack Steele replacement what about okay here's one from left field Jack Steele goes out what about at St Kilda Brad Crouch Baron you're you're familiar with Brad Crouch is he likely to take up a Jack Steele like role and score well for the next two to three months while Jack Steele is out
2: it's hard to say. I think what do you get? You got like 37 disposals on the weekend, and what did he score from that? He's never had a problem finding the ball. It's usually about how he uses it and the defensive pressure he applies. So, if you're looking for a replacement as a coach, I wouldn't say you would be saying, Brad Crouch, you're the guy that's going to be tackling and doing those kind of things. That's not something he's fond of doing, usually.
1: What if I told you that Brad Crouch has scored very, very similarly to Andy Brayshaw?
2: I would say that's a fact. Is it? I don't know.
1: Only one score below ninety-six for the for the for the year. One hundred and forty and one hundred and eleven the last two weeks. I think that, he's. I think he's an option. At yeah, four hundred
2: eighty-nine thousand dollars. He could be an option. A definite pot option. He's only in what point nine percent of teams. So. That will be one that'll definitely make you stand out compared to Brayshaw, who's in eighteen point nine. So it's it's a risk because he could drop down a bit and not hit that level where you're saying he's a premium premium midfielder. But it 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 warrants thinking about. It. I wouldn't say you know that's not nothing to consider at all. It's definitely something to consider. Um, it probably depends on how secure you are with the rest of your midfield around him.
1: And then this also brings in a potential rookie to come from the clouds and take that role as well, like a Marcus Windhager or Mitch Owens might get another chance. Ryan Burns is less, not, not not so much a rookie, but more of like a low-priced, mid-priced
0: option. Patch. Well, on that, I think there's also, as you mentioned before we started recording, demo, but I'm going to steal it and take credit for it. Jack Sinclair um, has kind of been pushed out of that midfield a little bit more. I'm still averaging the hundreds, so still very good from a defender, but I think there's scope for him to hit that sort of 110 average if he gets some, you know, even if it's a couple of center bounces or, you know, a little bit of a quarter each quarter through the midfield. Um, so I think he's very much an option in the back line, or if you, you want him, swing him in the midfield immediately. I think he's a good call there. But looking pure mids, I really like Ollie Wines at 540k. 155 this week, just gone 121 from his last three. It looks to have got his mojo back a little bit in the last few weeks as Port have had a brief resurgence. Um, what do we think there on the wine machine I
1: mentioned Wines a few weeks ago, and Lek told me I was crazy. So
2: well, who's laughing now? And that's why Lek's not here this week, obviously, because yeah, he's he, late... he's, I think he's wrong about that. I would definitely consider um, Ollie Wines. Uh, Bailey Smith from the Bulldogs would be the other one. I would also consider uh, he's only uh, 5.32K. Yeah, Lek is a laid out because Damo
0: took a crowbar to his knees in the warm-up. <laughs> Um, Another player that might benefit from
1: Jack Steele being out is Jade Gresham. Might see more midfield time.
2: Yeah, they they just brought back uh, Zach Jones, not last week, but the week before too. So I think they'll definitely have plenty of options there that they they can just plug in for a bit longer. I'm not sure if it would be uh, just you know one guy pops up. It'll be a, a team effort. Right,
0: I just want to very quickly throw some names at you and I want to tell you who you would rather out of these options. If we're looking kind of more more conventional options, just to wrap up the the Jack Steele replacement, if you're not looking to go down to a you know 540k or a 550k player, if you're looking at, pick one of Josh Kelly, Rory Laird, Christian Petrarca, Sam Walsh or Darcy Parish for me. Laird. Laird. Very good.
1: And he'll cost you about 50k
0: from... Uh, Jack Steele. Yeah, about that will uh, will be the costing there.
2: Still in only 1.5% of teams too, Rory Led, amazingly.
1: I think because he missed the start of the season, the people didn't start with him and trading him in at his high price of above 600K was quite um, was quite difficult, especially mm. early, early on. And really, you could only move to him if you either had that money aside or if one, if one of your high-priced mids or forwards fell over in the first few
0: games. Yeah, I think he's a really good option. I'm a big fan, and lex has been a big fan for a little while as well. Um, so I suspect he might be who uh, he brings in. As with all these
1: trades, the buyers are fast approaching. So please look at your buy structure. Make sure you're not trading in someone that has a buy around that you're already short in. So try and... Angle your trades towards making sure you've got at least 18 over the rounds 12, 13, and 14. Patch, how are
0: you looking for the buys? I'm not. I'm, I'm head in the sand, um, missing quite a few in that first week, um, which is not what you want. You want to be missing them in the later weeks. You can trade into players who have already had their buy, um, looking very, very good for round 14. Uh, which is the round i would rather be missing a million players so send help please <laughs> god please send help oh boy it's not good somebody somebody else talk please
1: i i i think for my buys i've managed to go 18 18 19 i will have 18-19-19 if somehow Max Gorn gets forward eligibility in the next round of DPPs. Baron, how are you looking?
2: That could happen. Um, I still have a problem on round 13, um, but I I think I can work through that. I think, I hope, I desperately plead. What
1: bite does Harris Andrews have? Oh, you
2: tempting me here now. Um, I'm not really sure. I haven't actually looked that up. but um,
1: It doesn't take um, much to tempt you with Harris
0: Andrews. You know what I'm like.
2: Just one whiff of him and starts going crazy.
0: <laughs>
1: Something about those Brisbane boys. Leck loves his Daniel Rich and his Zach Bailey. You love Harris Andrews. I love Hugh McCluggage. I'm, I'm sure Patch likes someone from Brisbane as well. No, not really.
2: He likes no, Levi they... Casbolt, who's in Gold Coast, so it's, it's near. Basically,
0: basically the same thing, yeah. really.
2: He's like the dollar store version of uh, someone who played for Brisbane, maybe.
0: We have Eric Hippold at home. Eric Hippold <laughs> at home. The double Cobra, which I've just done on camera and realized this is an audio medium. <laughs> <laughs> the joke has been lost on everyone. So just imagine imagine
2: Alex Pierce's, Pierce's, ha- do- Al-
0: imagine Alex Pierce's hair
2: doing the double Cobra. It and was, that's just what was happened. Maybe, maybe Damo can clip it and, and he'll, I don't know if he, if he records the uh, the video as well. I do not. Oh, oh,
0: well, oh, well, um, is that, is that about it for what we had to cover this week? Or am I forgetting an important topic we were going to talk about?
1: I think we've zoomed through it all pretty quickly. Incredible. Once again, thanks without to
0: Manscaped le- for
1: sponsoring this episode. Patch, sorry, I spoke over oh, right I was going to say without
0: Lek here to rabbit on and rant off and talk about the AFL ruining everything. Uh, we've managed to get through it pretty quickly.
1: And we haven't spoken a word about Carlton until now.
0: Yeah, they suck. Get them out of here. Um, As you said, Manscaped, the code JOCK, J-O-C-K, will get you 20% off uh, and free worldwide shipping for all of that box of goodies I spoke about earlier. Um, Very good stuff. Can heartily recommend.
1: Baron, you were a fantastic late in. I think you kicked three goals and had 30 disposals with all of your knowledge here right now. So thank you so much.
2: Thank you for uh, having me. Where can we find you during the week? Uh, in my house? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the address is?
2: Uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at the usual uh, Baron Von Crow, and i also have you round the grounds up early uh, Wednesday morning, I think, if I get up uh, before lunchtime. And, Patch, where can people find you?
0: In Baron's house.
2: <laughs> We're bunk bed buddies now.
0: I yeah, think we're all
1: just going to
0: Baron's house. Yeah. I control the lava lamp though, Baron. Okay. Get your, get your grubby mitts off it. Um, no, also on the internet, uh, patched to the max, I, I, I tweet nonsense. Um, yeah, I will be enjoying not watching Essendon this week because I'm working for the election. So that'll be a joy somehow. Um,
1: and I'm at Dame OSC. You'll know if I'm watching footy live because I'll do random tweets about umpiring or players or commentary or something that's irrelevant to the, to the actual game live, itself.
0: Champion Data's live scoring of your supercoach players. That too. Right. Look after yourself, community. And we'll talk to you next week. Go, See ya. Go Blues. Does somebody have to say Go Blues legally?
2: That felt awful. Go Blues. You can just put in a sound clip of uh, Lek at the end. Go Blues!